0: Welcome to episode 27 of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC podcast. I am your host, Mike Larkin, and do we have a treat for you today on the LFC podcast. We have on LFC prospect and a very talented professional wrestler, in Vita Von Star. But before we get to the interview, if you want to sponsor this podcast, if you want to sponsor LFC, send an email to info at That is info at as well following Lingerie Fighting Championships on their official website, www.LingerieFC.com. That is Um, And I'm just going to say this right now, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope everyone has a great weekend. I'll be back at the end of the show to plug social medias, the whole nine. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is episode 27, one of my favorite interviews from this year, now on the LFC podcast. Here is the lovely, the talented, the beautiful Miss Vita Von Star Vita. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you?
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks for
0: having me. Uh, you are very welcome. I got to say, I dig what you're doing, because I'll be honest with you, I do love the circus aspect to what what you do, and that really applies to your overall character, and I, gotta, I like the aerial arts, the aerial salt, if you will, that you come up with, so I got to say, I dig what you're doing. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, you're very welcome. So let's start from the beginning, beginning here, Ms. Vita Von Starr. Um, I, what's great about this question is I love asking how people got into wrestling because there's always different stories. Some will be like, you know, oh, you know, I watched it when I was young Oh, I watched it when I got older. But for you, what was either that pinnacle moment, pinnacle match, pinnacle promo, whatever it may be that got you into you know, wanting to do professional wrestling?
1: Um, the way I got into it was really weird, actually. I was not a fan growing up. Um, I just, it wasn't, like, something that I, like, didn't like. It just wasn't something I was around all the time. Um, when I got into it, I knew some girls who were training. This is about three and a half years ago. Um, I was attracted to it from a performing arts
2: perspective, and I appreciated the fact that it was extremely physically
1: demanding Um, so I knew some girls who were training and starting this DIY league called Philadelphia Ladies of Wrestling which was kind of like a punk rock aspect approach to pro wrestling uh, kind of like a variety show Um, they did some shows with like live bands and I had performed some circus stuff Um, so I thought that was cool
2: Um, That was my introduction to pro wrestling And then as soon as
1: I started training I had just gotten hooked right away I fell in love with it completely Um, So now I'm a huge fan Obviously um, It's a huge part of my life And uh, just keep going Haven't looked back
0: Well I gotta say that's not necessarily weird Because you see you already hooked me there Because you talk about punk rock bands and stuff Because that's me right there Music and pro wrestling I think the, the combination of the two And I'll be honest with you if you actually look at it, music and wrestling, there's a lot of similar aspects to it because, you know, it's people that are constantly on the road 24-7, no days off. And like you mentioned, the DIY attitude, the do-it-yourself, not talking about Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, but that's an right. attitude that you have to have with life. And you do it with music, whatever art form it is, and both music and wrestling are art form. So there's a little bit of aspects of similarities between the two.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's just how I've become so enmeshed into it, is that it really is a combination of everything that I've loved my whole life.
0: Well, I got to say, with what you're doing so far, you're doing it well, because I got to tell you, I've seen, let's talk about the circus stuff first, because I think it's very cool. I've seen what you do with the, I see a lot of your trapeze work and a lot of your photo photos, and it really implies to what you do with characters. So how did the whole circus aspect come into it? Because I got to say, I really dig that aspect, and it shows in your in-ring work.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, I did gymnastics as a kid. Um, like I said, I'd always been attracted to the performing arts and I'd always been attracted to being an athlete, pushing your body really hard, seeing how far you can take it. Um, so I start, I got in a circus. Uh, I knew some friends were taking classes, and I was like, oh, cool, that sounds like fun. So I started taking some classes, and then, um, you know, just like with wrestling, with circus, I got hooked on it right away. It felt really natural to just be hanging upside down, flipping around, and, uh I eventually became a coach at the circus school that I was training at, that's uh, where I work now, as it was my shoot job, and uh, just, you know, started performing professionally right away, because I had already gone in, uh, being really strong, and, you know, having trained my whole life, so...
0: All right. Well, I gotta say this to you because I like the hashtag on one of your photos. You did like a, you know, welcome to the welcome to the show, little hashtag psycho circus. Because you see me being the music guy, you know, hashtag psycho circus. I'm talking about Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, so. Yeah. <laughs> with well, me is, okay, I don't know if you've heard of this one before, but I'm, all right, I'm gonna add some wrestling to this, I think you'll like this Vita there was actually a big, okay it's like their Wrestlemania in New York I'm a New Yorker, Long Islander, New York Wrestling Connection actually has a big event called the Psycho Circus area, for those that don't know New York Wrestling Connection has actually had some of the uh, great alumni, like Brian Myers and Brett Matthews, who would go on to be Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder uh, Maverick, who would later go on to be Tony Nese uh, Bull James, Bull Dempsey uh, Matt Stryker has been there, so there's a Mike Mondo, Mikey of the Spirit Squad, so I mean, that's what—that's the music and wrestling time for me, that big event for them, and just the whole KISS aspect, so like I said, I dug that, as soon as I saw Hashtag Psycho Circus, I gotta give you mad props on that.
1: Oh, thank you, yeah, I mean, I want to, you know, do the circus thing, but have it be kind of twisted, and a little bit demented,
0: and I
1: thought it was perfect, so hopefully Gene Simmons
0: won't come after me for that. <laughs> no, I actually think that's actually a great compliment, and I'll be honest with you as far as great compliments go, just on the sidebar, I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina now, you know how Kiss has everything for merchandise, there's the Kiss coffin and everything not nailed down to Kiss, so here,
2: <laughs> <Everything>. <laughs> exactly.
0: so here in Myrtle Beach for like a short period of time, we actually had the Kiss coffee house, so you could purchase coffee from there, a lot of Kiss merchandise and stuff, it's not around right now, but we actually had a Kiss coffee house down here that's awesome <laughs> I love it <laughs> now I gotta ask you because you see you're bringing up the music pop culture nerdy side to me right now like as far as genres of music now we talk about art forms and we'll correlate this into wrestling as well because wrestling has seen a lot of great music involved in it now for me I'm big into the whole pop R&B rap rock the whole nine genres because there's so many different art forms and great genres of music I'm very eclectic with it what's your music style Are you more rock or what's your genre I don't-
1: appreciation for many things um deep down inside i'm a metalhead and a punk kid so um you know i always listen to whatever i could find was the heaviest thing you know i started out with like bad brains dad kennedy's the misfits i'm from jersey so the misfits are like a big point of pride for me I just never ever grew out of it Um, And then, you know, thrash metal was really big for me when I was a kid, and then I discovered death metal and
0: grindcore, and I was like, oh, it's this, like, cannibal Corpse, like, you know, it was like the heaviest thing I could find at the time, and, you know, just wanted the most intense musical experience I could get. All right, you see, being the New Yorker, I can appreciate that, the Misfits in Jersey. So as soon as you said the Misfits, I'm like, all right, I get you. I, I dig what you're putting down there. I got your style there. But yeah, I, I see a lot. That's, that's a lot of great stuff right there. And I'll be honest with you, the first time I ever like really got into rock, I remember as a kid going to Hot Topping, and I still have that Metallica shirt I bought from there, like Metallica, Linkin Park. There's so many great rocks out there, in death metal, I mean... I always appreciate that. You know what You know what the thing is that's funny about this? I think you'll, you'll find this funny. Remember MTV had this show called, like, Bully, where they would, like, have them fight, like, an MMA, like, match at the end of it? It was like, uh-huh. okay. There was this one guy who was a bully, and he was, like, he thought he was, like, hot shit. And I'll be honest with you. This guy was a tool, and not all people are like this, and I understand, but the guy was, like, the lead singer of a death metal band, and all he did throughout the entire thing was go, oh, and I'm like, Really? <laughs> Really, and that and thats it's just yeah. That's—that's that's what it reminds me of. I—I I, I know I'm taking some people back with that, but yeah, that, that bully episode. So you know what I'm talking about, right? You remember that show?
1: Yeah, I do remember that show.
0: That's I don't funny. know. Do you remember the? Do you remember the death metal guy?
1: No, I didn't see. I don't think I saw too many episodes of it.
0: I just remember it being on the air. Yeah, uh, you know what it is too, because I was the I was the guy who loved TRL and all the saber karaoke's and actual music stuff that we had on there. And now I'm just yeah. like I can't watch it anymore just because it's <laughs> on that station
1: it's true <laughs>
0: uh, like I said we're bringing it back to our childhood there with jeez man good times <laughs> great memories and I think for me like with the rock stuff like you know how with WWE they use like salivas, your drowning pools your god smacks they just used god smack not too long ago mm-hmm. um Oh my God, who else? Seether. And so many rock bands. So, like, growing up, like, knowing these rock bands and trust companies, so you actually looked at wrestling, and they would use a lot of the themes of their pay-per-views, so wrestling and music, the tie-ins there as well. Even Korn. You know, Korn being doing their thing with that Freak on a Leash and all that, and Twisted Transistor later on for WWE. Yep. So it'll, see, it you, all right. You see, I like I yep. you. you get me. All right. All I, right. I think my uh, my favorite theme song is, you know, Triple
1: H, and I, you know... How much of a badass you have to be to have Motorhead do not one but two songs for you? So. Oh yeah, I
0: am the game and bow down to the king now. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back here because 2002, forcible entry. He actually did have Drowning Pool for a little bit, singing "Here Comes the Game." They sang a WrestleMania 18 in his match with Jericho. Were you a big guy on the Drowning Pool version of that song?
1: I'm not a big Drowning Pool fan to be honest. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Like I said, you know. uh, I was always looking for, like, the heaviest thing, which, you know, like, commercially, dragon Cool is pretty heavy, but to me, there's always, like, another layer to it, you know, that was a little more underground. So I was always more into the, more the underground stuff, but I can still appreciate it. And as far as, like, reaching out to the masses, Drain Cool is a little more accessible for people than, you know, carcass or something like that, so. Yeah,
0: true that. You see, I, okay, <laughs> for me, right, I'm going to throw you another one, uh, all right, see, see, we're getting on music here. We'll get back to wrestling in a second, but you, you, you perked my interest with this. All right, how about uh, tribute? Were you a Tribune fan or? Yeah?
1: Um, I didn't listen to them, but I appreciate the technicality. Um, I love shredding. I love like badass guitarists, and like they definitely have that, you know. So like, as a nerd, uh, you know, really technical music, I definitely am into that. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean the ascendancies, the dying in your arms, a little pull harder on the strings of your monitor. Alright, okay. I can take that. I dig that. So I guess to tie in and go back to wrestling here, I look at what you've done with uh... the right, we gotta talk about Worldwide Dojo. You got great trainers and one cheeseburger, Ring of Honor, the great Sumi Sakai. Now for you, how did you wind up with Worldwide Dojo? Because it's a great facility and a lot of great talents coming out the Worldwide Dojo. Um I had started out at Chikara, and I trained there for years, um, it, also a great school, tons of good trainers, uh, but I didn't feel like I really fit in. I wanted to do my own thing, and, uh, you know, as an artist, um,
1: I was just going to have a lot of opinions about what my gimmick would be and how I wanted it to look aesthetically and stuff like that, so um, in the end, it wasn't... Place for me, so I was you know looking around at different schools in the area. I'm from Philly. Um the Worldwide Dodo was pretty close by, and of course, Cheeseburger has a great reputation. Um so I started training there in December, and uh it's definitely my wrestling home. Um I just love it so much. Cheeseburger and Sumi are just both so great. Uh they give really good feedback and in a way that it sticks with you, like the next time you're on a match, like you can recall the feedback easily and fix your mistakes and stuff like that. Uh, Just a really supportive environment. I love the student body. Everyone that I train with there is super great. And uh, just really good vibes, Um, you know, and like for a, a business that's so hard and takes so much out of you, like mentally and emotionally, sometimes I think it's really important to have people around you that are supportive and like want to see you do well want to see you
2: succeed, and vice versa, you know, and you know, everybody's in it together. We're all trained together,
1: busting our ass, you know, multiple times a week, sweating our ass off in the ring, and uh, it's been awesome. And honestly, for anyone out there who is thinking about
0: starting professional training, um, Worldwide Dojo, I can't recommend it enough. Now, I just want to say on the sidebar here, so if anybody heard a little rattling over there, there's some, I live close near an airport here, so if you all hear a plane, they're either coming or going, people are traveling, that's the beautiful thing about what we do, people traveling, coming and going, but I digress on the side note, <laughs> I will say this to you, I, I agree with you all hold it 100% on that, like, for me, being a Ring of Honor fan, like, I grew up with Ring of Honor, 2005, when Brian Danielson, American Dragon, you know, Daniel Bryan doing his thing against James Gibson, winning that R-Witch World title, your low keys, your homicides, your Jay lethals etc., etc. Now, I want to tie this into Sumi Sakai, because former Women of Honor World Champ, doing her thing against the likes of Kelly Klein. we see my Maia there, Stella Gray, Jenny Rose, who we'll get to in a second here, but I gotta say this to you. ROH just signed Maria Manic. I'd love to see you do some Women of Honor work because we got a lot of great talents in Women of Honor. You're the future of Honor. I'll put you at that right there.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's definitely a major goal of mine for sure. And, you know, I've been watching all those women, and uh, they're all amazing. And, you know, it's just they're doing such great work. Um, So that's definitely something
0: I have my eyes on. Well, I'll say this because as a kid, who most of the matches, what's great about this was before Ring of Honor put their uh, stuff on the website, they had the Video Wire, right? And I'd see a lot of Sarah Del Rey, who was now a coach for the WWE, uh, Serena Deeb, I mean Rain, who was in a TNA as a Peyton Brooks. Uh not Peyton Brooks, I'm sorry, Peyton Banks. Uh we also like Lacey, Daisy Hayes. I mean to see those crop of talents and mischief and so many. Like we had like a little bit of women there, but now we have their own division, I think is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's holding up. I mean Madison Square Garden, man, Jenny Rose, Stella Gray, I mean they're in the big times there, the the Mecca, if you will, Madison Square Garden. So it's it's amazing to see how far they've come. It's awesome. Um
1: yeah, that that was an awesome show. I was so stoked about that and um you yeah, know, those girls they all work really hard they're awesome people you know it's like exactly what
2: should be happening now I
0: gotta say this to you I did see some of your stuff with Jenny Rose as well not working alongside her this is a woman who's traveled all over I'm talking about Japan I'm talking about Ring of Honor all over the place so I gotta ask you Jenny Rose what's some of the stuff that you've learned from Jenny just to help add to your repertoire more because that's another one who's amazing at what she does Uh,
1: Absolutely. Jenny Rose is awesome. Um, we really only worked together the first time for that Aspire show a couple weeks ago. Um, we'd hung out a little bit, like at the bar, just shooting the shit and just kind of getting to know her on a personal level. Um, she's awesome. She's just so cool. Um, again I was talking before about you know people lifting each other up and I think you know with like women that's really important you know to be in a women's locker room and be supportive of other people's success and you know it's really easy to become jealous of someone else's opportunities and stuff like that and uh that's not like how it is at all. Jenny Rose is just so cool, so supportive of like what other people are doing, and she has already helped me out so much by booking me for Aspire and, you know, just giving me some advice on a personal level, Um, learning from her experiences so far and uh she's definitely someone that i want to work with more in the future um she's badass and
0: i can't say enough good things about her now with you i've also seen like you've gone one-on-one with sumi sakai you've teamed with sumi sakai and i've seen you in there with missy samson and gabby ortiz can you talk about working those two because gabby has done her thing we've seen a Women of honor missy is another great talent can you talk about working with those ladies uh, they were great. Uh, that match was
1: so much fun, and I uh, I loved that. That was a great experience. Um, Gabby is super cool. I train with her occasionally at the dojo. Um, Missy, that was the first time I worked with her, and she's hysterical. She's just so much fun to work with, and uh, it was a really easy match. Um, to put together and just to, you know as far as like just being easygoing and like you know I felt relaxed I knew that I was in good hands going in there and uh, it was a blast uh, that whole show was a blast um, from start to finish it was just really good vibes everyone was
0: positive you know uh, the fans were just having a great time and uh, it, that, was, that was a great show I had a really good time well, I got to say you delivered in that. One thing I got to mention is I did see in your matches. What I love about this is I'm going to compare you to WWE Hall of Famer here. I'm talking about Trish Stratus. She did the whole Hurricane Rana. Off-throats reminded me of the old Stratosphere that Trish Stratus did. Hurricane Rana coming off. I think you executed that very well. Have you had any flashbacks there?
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I love Trish. I love that move. Um, yeah, I just like being upside down. I like... I like head scissor variations, I like the, the flashy stuff, so um, I knew that Sumi would be able to take that one really well, um, so yeah, it was fun, uh, yeah, I love that one, I I can't do it with everybody, but I like to pull it out when
0: I can. Well, I gotta say, I dig that. And uh, first of all, you saying that you know I love being upside down. That's that's yes, okay. I, oh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little to that because I gotta say this with the athleticism, you see a lot of people like look at moon salts. I mean, the great mood executed moon salts, Eric and Ranas. Ever you can you know just get your body flexible and just you know apply that with your strengths, whether it be with legs, arms, what have you. That really adds to it. So I think from the aerial arts, aerial salt game, you're spot on with what you do. Thank you. Uh, yeah,
2: it's definitely.
1: Been a, an influence on my wrestling for sure, because um, you know tumbling and so, you know body control, core strength, all that is so important for professional wrestling and you know in circus. You know, you just train train your core all the time, constantly. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, definitely informed my gimmick and been a part of what I do. Um, I just like do the flashy stuff and uh, it's you know kind of how the, the circus gimmick came about cause uh, some of the stuff I do in the ring is kind of ridiculous and it's not really like stuff you would see someone do in wrestling not with like you know good alignment and form and stuff like that you know so the things that I do uh, are a little bit different than the way they would normally be executed in pro wrestling and I was like oh, I'm not gonna fight it I'm just gonna go with it you know
0: so <laughs> gotcha I'm gonna get, use the hashtag I'm gonna call it the Ariel Assassin that's your hashtag put a stamp on it Ariel Assassin that's you right I love it it's great <laughs> <laughs> well I gotta say this to you because alright I wanna just flip the script here because there's a lot of stuff going on in professional wrestling we'll come back to your opponents in a second here but man look at what women's revolution evolution however you want to define there's a lot of kick ass ladies and I'm gonna correlate and tie this into you Miss Von Star. so I mean look at what women have been doing like for me you know, 90s are the days of the brawn and panties and all these, all these matches. Don't get me wrong, It's beautiful. I love them. They're, they're be- I'll be honest with you. What I mean by that is, before anybody takes that out of context, what I mean it's it's from a physical strength. Women are beautiful, and that's the sexy part of it. But what I, I occur, what I tie into this is, we're in a day where back in the day, women only got like four minutes to wrestle. Okay, they didn't get to fly their craft. Now you ladies, and this is why I always respected Sherman, what Ring of Honor did because when they brought those ladies, like I mentioned, Sarah Von, uh, Sarah Del Rey. You know, Lacey, the whole nine. They actually gave those girls time. With <laughs> you ladies, we get more time. We get to see more of what you're about. And this is the quote-unquote. I'm going to say it because I used to hear it and it used to piss me off when I was a kid. The piss break matches. So, I mean, that's why I always appreciated yeah. what came from wrestling what we have now as opposed to back then don't get me wrong it was great I mean I'm sitting at Wrestlemania 20 it's Madison Square Garden I'm watching Tori Wilson and Sable against Stacey Keeler and Miss Jack it's a pillow fight and you know I'm going nuts but then as you get older and as you you know progress in age it's just like that's cool but you know I want something more you know what I'm saying if that makes any sense like your tastes change and you can see like you want more you want more little sizzle to it
1: absolutely um I totally know what you're saying and uh it is insane how far it's come um there's just so many women out there it's so incredible um you know women main eventing there's you know full shows or it's all women and you know i've been out to rise and shimmer and just the amount of talent is insane and the level of the talent is insane and uh it's so cool. It's just only going to go up from here. Um, it's crazy to see what women are doing right now, and uh, we're definitely uh, you know, heading into a new era of women's wrestling, for sure.
0: Alright, and I'll continue more to that, but just so anybody who listens, I was not trying to be the pervy guy there, you know what I'm saying? Because yes, alright, we're men, and we love us some women, but what I was trying to say there before anybody thinks I'm a total pervert, number one, I was 12, so that's pre-teen right there, you know what happens, and number two, I try to not do like, you know, the whole Vince Russo, you know, bro... If this was brawn panties matches, bro, the girls wouldn't get hurt because the man legit said that on his podcast. And I'm like, okay, Vince, that's nice, but let's actually let the girls wrestle, hello. But anyway, yeah. I digress. I'm just saying, yeah, so if anybody thinks I was trying to be pervert there, I wasn't, but that back in the day, they focused more on the sex appeal as opposed to now when it's wrestling and sex appeal. And this is where I'm going to come and segue with this because I've been talking to you off-air, Miss Von Star, and this is why I appreciate you and why I think you're an awesome human being, besides being the great talent that you are. So I'm gonna talk about Gemma Cross here because I've seen you do some stuff with Gemma as well. First and foremost, before we get more add to that, talk about Gemma Cross because another Northeast town amazing at what she does, and we're gonna mention Rise and stuff because I know she's done some seminars there and she's been kicking ass. Can you talk about working with Gemma Star Gemma Cross, excuse me? Um,
1: yeah, Gemma's a cool chick. Um we haven't worked together extensively yet. Uh, we've, um, been on a couple shows together, and, uh, trained with her, I guess to train with her this week, actually, and, uh, is really easy to work with, um, she's worked a bunch with another one of my training mates, Samaris Albright, um, so we're definitely within the same circle, and, uh, she's, she's a cool chick, and I definitely am looking forward to doing more with her, and I, I know that we're gonna be working together a lot,
0: so, Thanks.
1: definitely looking forward to it.
0: And you mentioned Damaris. I'll give Damaris a lot of credit too. I've seen her work. She's done a lot with Warriors of Wrestling. I've seen her work on the Independence scene. So, again, another trainer that you get to learn a lot from.
1: Yeah, she's awesome. Um, you know, like I said, like everyone at the dojo is so great. Like, I, we just get along in the ring, but also on a personal level. Um, Damaris is definitely a, a good friend of mine. She is a great wrestler. Uh, she is awesome at chaining and hyping up the crowd. She's a great baby face. Um, she's a really good heel too actually. She's, uh, she really cracks me up as a heel. She is funny as hell. Um, super easy to work with and uh, yeah, she's Damaris is awesome. Um, just, you know, really just always think about how grateful I am to like be surrounded by the people that I have in my circle. So.
0: Now, I'll say this to you, as far as the dynamic, because me, I think it's awesome. Uh, baby faces and heels. Me, I think growing up, I was more of a, I was a baby face guy, because the first guy I got into was Jeff Hardy, because Jeff Hardy, another one who just, no, no fear, no limits. He just takes yes. it all to the wall. So for you, Miss Vita Von um, Star, baby face or heel, what which do you prefer?
1: It's a tough question, to be honest. Um, I love doing both. Um... I love being an asshole. I love being a dick in the ring. It feels really natural to be a heel and, you know, just, you know, be dirty. But uh, I also love being a baby face, and I love, you know, doing a really good shine spot that, you know, the fancy stuff that, you know, the crowd gets into. Um, So, I don't know. I feel like every situation is different, and uh, so far... I haven't really been, like, pigeonholed as one or the other. I've probably done both about equally. Um, I think it's really important to be able to do both equally, do both sides, and uh, kind of always think of the match in different ways.
2: But, um, yeah, that's a tough question. I don't know. I like both. I like
0: doing both. Well you see that's not a tough question because I can add to that. Both baby faces yeah, you look at what Hulk Hogan, you man, one of the biggest baby faces of all time, you know, say your prayers, you know, eat your vitamins the whole nine before NWO Hulk Hogan, and then you got Roddy Piper, you know, just when you think you have the answers, I change the question. So it's all about the storytelling, the psychology of the match, you know, hey, you know, get a little eye poke, you get a get a little whatever right. a little chicanery, and then there's the baby face, you know, like Hulk Hogan he would hulk up and then boot leg drop one, two, three. There's so many dynamics you could take from that. So I agree with both, but I think what you said I'll add to that it's easier to be an asshole and get for people to hate you because look at Snow- Look at The Rock Rocky my V he's coming out 1996 right. Madison Square Garden you know hey look at me I got my hair Flex Cavana the whole nine I mean, back in the day and the streamers look at Rocky Via, he's all happy he's smiling even though I lost I'm smiling then he turned into you know he turned into The Rock and look at what happened over there you know that's, that helped his hey, career. That. I mean, when a man's chant when people are chanting, die, Rocky, die at you, and you're supposed to be this white meat baby face, you know. So, I mean, he adapted. Look at Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was the ringmaster, and then he just, they let him be himself, they let him be Stone Cold, one of the biggest icons in history, so... Like I said, it, it works both ways, but I think I've seen you as both as well, and I can say you do what you do very well. Like I said, I really I look at you, and that's why I say I look at people like you, and I smile because I can tell there's passion there, and that you, you love what you're doing. So I gotta say I can I got with the most sincerity of respect. I gotta put you over once more on that front.
1: Thank you, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean there's no point in being in the ring if, if you don't have a passion. and You're not fully going for it, cause you know crowd's not going to get behind you, and the fans aren't going to get behind you, and, you know, it's just not going to come off, and, you know, wrestling takes so much, so much blood, sweat, and tears, literally, that, you know, to even get in there is it's going to be a lot, you have to have the passion, you have to fully
0: go for it. Alright, now I'm going to say this to you on that front, because... Here's when, when people ask, you know, who's your favorite wrestler for me? Because I always used to have this debate with my buddies. And I'm like, all of them. And I'm like, what do you mean, all of them? I'm like, because the sacrifice that the guys and girls put into this. I mean, no matter what you say, there's a lot of work that goes into pro wrestling. Because I did have, there's a lot of ignorant people I had when I was growing up. And I'll be honest with you, they looked at me like, weird, oh, there goes Larkin again talking about his wrestling. And I'm like, that's nice. You can go shut up now and fuck off. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I digress. And I, I look at it like this because I remember, I don't know if you've seen this but it's, it's well known out there have you seen the old 2020 documentary with dr d david schultz where he slapped the bejesus out of john stossel for calling the business fake you
1: know i have not seen that yet
0: okay now you see you're opening up here and I, i'm glad that you said that you didn't because i have to share this clip with you you'll laugh and you'll actually appreciate this so what happens is they did a 2020 documentary <laughs> where john stossel was trying to expose the business or whatever they were doing about wrestling and one of the guys said that it's predetermined, but I guess John Stossel's like, Oh, that must mean it's fake because it's predetermined, what have you. So they asked Doctor D. David Schultz, who actually wrote a book about this whole thing. It's called Don't Call Me Fake, which is actually it's a pretty good read and very interesting read, and he got fined for this incident. So Doctor D. David Schultz says, you know, this is a business where the toughest survive and then all of a sudden here comes John Stossel in his nerdy little voice. I gotta tell you, I think it's fake, and then John Doctor D David Schultz goes, "Oh really?" Then he slaps him right in the ear. Is that fake? That's an open hand slap. And then John Stossel, to this day, his ears are ringing from that slap from Doctor D David Schultz. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think that's that's always a thing that you know people say about pro wrestling. If, you know, they're not a fan or they don't quite understand it, or whatever, whatever, what have you. Um, but uh, yeah, when you're taking a back body drop from like a seven foot guy that's pretty real uh you know if you're getting german suplex by a 300 pound guy that's pretty real you know regardless um you know i think that people have to appreciate the athleticism and you know predetermined or not uh those moments are real (laughs) and uh you know we we all feel it and you know part of the
0: training part of the conditioning so yeah but yeah, that's still one of the most infamous clips ever I gotta send you that because like I said I think you'll smile and crack up at it because he hit him hard jeez right right I right it <laughs> exactly now now for me I think the earliest that's him I'm gonna take us back to our childhood i don't want to talk about MTV for a second because do you remember uh, there was True Life I'm a pro wrestler, which had showed, like, the WWF days back in, like, 99, Triple H, and The Rock and all of them were on it. Les Stature School, Harlem Wrestling Association were associated, but there was a true life called True Life, I'm a Backyard Wrestler. And, yeah, so you look at True Life, <laughs> I'm a Backyard Wrestler, and they're putting on these shows and stuff because they thought WWF, WCW, and ECW sucked. And so they said, hey, we're going to do our own thing. And they would put out flyers around there, and then there was this one guy he was called the Cosmic Smasher, and the reason why he did this is because he wanted to get noticed by Emma Bunton, a.k.a. of the Spice Girls, which, okay, that's a little different, but whatever. I swear to God, he's like, I do this for her, Emma Bunton, a.k.a. Baby Spice. I'm like, spice up your life? God damn it. I gotta say stop right now, thank you very much, because what are you doing trying to get some Spice Girls love? You know what I'm saying? That's hilarious. It is. And, you know, they made backyard wrestling video games. Sanjay Dutt, who we've seen in, in TNA Impact Wrestling, and who's now a producer for the WWE, was in one of those games along with the Insane Clown Posse at all nine. But, yeah, that's what we had back in the day. I'm a backyard wrestler. One of the guys that actually came from that. Here's a funny story. You Suicide was an indie guy on that, right? <laughs> So, You Suicide was actually the only one that actually made it from that series actually into wrestling. He did some XPW events, which was back in the day owned by, I believe, Rob Black. So, heck, he did some XPW events, and you know what he does now as a work job, as a shoot job? What? He worked from wrestling, and now he's working at the post office.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: So this is what this is what this is what we had back in the day in 1999 2000. I'm a ba- I'm a pro backyard wrestler. And I mean, then the guy, one of the parents was like, you know, they do it so real. I mean, we've only had a couple of broken ankles, and he said it so nonchalantly. I'm like, dude, a couple of broken ankles, like, yeah, that's no big deal. Fucking a couple broken ankles, it's just like, okay, you know, not that like, oh, you know, my kid got hurt, but, but a couple broken ankles, like, you know, uh eh, brush it off, kid. Tough love, just just get in there. You know. <laughs> Ugh, but yeah, that's this is what we had back in the day for those. Growing up in the '90s, we had these backyard wrestling games and stuff like this with True Life. But yeah, like I guess I'm taking a trip down memory lane. But yeah, this is what we had with the pro wrestling realm. you can tell, you can see how it's different from nowadays. Back in when we had it in '99, 2000, and the end at the end of the Attitude Era, going towards the Ruthless Aggression Era, and the I want to say it's the PG Era, but the era that we have now. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Totally. All right.
0: Now we talked about all the great women Impact Wrestling. Nah, WWE, Ring of Honor, uh, Japan, UK, the whole nine. And what I wanted to tie into is there's a lot of great women talents. And for you, I'd love to see you go over because ICW is very big in the UK, uh, you know, uh, stardom. We're going to talk about Rise in a second. But you, I always love the international talents, like we mentioned with Sumi Sakai. And I think that adds a lot to the repertoire, to reiterate what we had earlier. So I know for you, that's got to be a big thing to go to the likes of, uh, you know, the UK, Japan, and travel all over the world
1: it's definitely a golf for sure yeah um there is just you know both those places have an incredible amount of talent um so yeah it's definitely something i'm planning on doing at some point so see uh where everything
0: leads to well, I look forward to seeing that. Now, you mentioned Rise, because I'm a Shimmer fan, I'm a Shine guy, I'm a Rise guy, and I know Rise recently had their, uh, not too long ago, they had some, uh, you know, the partnership with Impact Wrestling, we got to see the Lila Doom, we got to see Shanti Blackheart in Impact Wrestling Television. Now, for you, I did see your match you had with uh, Phoebe, who Phoebe has been in uh, a Sabotage Wrestling, Thunder Rosa's promotion, she's been all around there, another great talent. Can you tell me what it was like working with Phoebe, Vita?
1: Uh, Phoebe was great uh, she was also real easy to work with um, we uh, didn't have a lot of time to call our match but we put together something pretty good I thought and uh, she's strong I felt really good taking her power bomb um, I didn't feel like I you know it's kind of a hard one to take from some people but she uh, she did it really well and uh, I also love how gimmicky she is. Um, I thought our match was pretty gimmicky, and I think it's fun. You know, to to do something, it's kind of like silly, and you know, not just like straight wrestling,
0: but you know, add those other little gimmicks in, into the match, into the show. I think it's always fun and I gotta say this too I think her she's another one like we mentioned with Sabotage and the promotions that we see there now for that that's history for me because you look at Sabotage Wrestling when you think of Texas with wrestling you think of the Von Erichs you think of World Class Championship Wrestling you think of a lot of talents there but that's another history making like we mentioned women main eventing pay-per-views being a Wrestlemania or what have you women's theme shows like WWE with Evolution Rise, Shimmer Shine List goes on and on here but I gotta say this to you Sabotage Wrestling The first Like you know Really focusing on Women in Texas Because that's not Been done Like I mentioned Everything is Von Erickson Freebird So we have a Promotion that Focuses on a lot Of women in Texas Yeah it's
1: awesome Um, It's It's crazy How many Like little Scenes there are Around here You know, around, you know In the US And all over the World and Seeing them come together, you know, these different shows and different promotions is, is cool, you know, it just keeps it going. Um, we all learn from each other and, you know, travel together
2: and, you know, end up on shows together in different places. And, you know, it's cool seeing people all over and, you know, getting to know them, you know, in different places, different promotions. I got to say this to you as well.
0: I wanted to ask you because as someone who's a man who loves a lot of MMA, a little pro wrestling, I mean, we've seen Ken Shamrock, Dan Severn, Tank Abbott, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk dwelled in it. Uh, So many people as far as the uh, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Jessman Duke. We've seen a lot of people dabbling in mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. So I got to ask you, what do you think about the old tie-ins and correlations uh, as far as MMA and pro wrestling goes? Because we see a lot of vice versa, the world's uh, coinciding. (laughs) I think it's cool and I think it's uh, really natural for that to happen um, I always liked MMA as you know just like different styles coming together and uh, you know different ways of training going about it um, so I think it makes perfect sense I think pro wrestling in a way you know while not a shoot style of fighting is really
2: similar where you get people that have all these different training backgrounds and all these different fighting backgrounds and, um, come from different places to make different styles. And it's cool. I think that's kind of one of the beautiful things about pro wrestling is all those different things coming together that, you know, you have so many different people, so many different characters and so many different styles and, you know, tying in with the MMA
1: stuff, I think it's just another extension of that
0: and now I, all I can say to you is because I see like Invicta which is an MMA promotion women's mixed martial arts you know owned by Shad and that's where Shayna Baszler and Jessamyn Duke come from and now look at them they're on NXT and they're you know Ronda Rousey the four MMA horsewomen if you will so I always appreciated the styles like you know because you see a lot of the catch wrestling and submission style whether it be like a Kimura working on the arms systematic you know dissection joint manipulation I always appreciated that aspect of it and like I say also if you're going into both worlds I know I reiterated this a lot but it does apply to what we're doing here repertoire man you get to have more moves into your
2: repertoire.
1: Exactly. Um, You know, that can only be a positive thing. Uh, You know, it's kind of just like, you know, having more tools to work with, having more colors to paint with, and uh, I I wish that I had learned uh, some kind of shoot fighting when I was younger. Um, You know, I... I think it's it's great. I wish I knew some more of that, but, uh, you know, training with different people, like I train with Rory Gulak a lot, and, you know, he has like a major amateur background, and I, I learn a lot from him just picking up on, you know, little stuff that is not necessarily common in pro wrestling, but still applies, and, you know, still can be incorporated into the matches, and, you know, used as different ways for different things, so uh, I always think that's cool, just You know, I want to learn as much little stuff like that as I can, and uh, you know, incorporate different things. You know, yeah, just learning more styles always going to be beneficial.
0: Now you see, you mentioned Rory Gulak. Some him and him and Drew, Mister. You know, you know, two hundred five live making it better for two hundred five live. No, I'm flying. I'm not lying. Still cracks me. <laughs> still cracks me up because no one's watching Drew on the Indies and see him at two hundred five. That man is just a beast. Same with Rory. Because I gotta say, if you're learning from some greats, I would definitely go with the Kulak brothers on that. So Rory, yeah. done you well.
1: Um, Absolutely, yeah, I I had the pleasure of training with Drew before, you know, he got signed and everything, and uh, uh, pretty much he was was one of my first trainers when I first started, and uh, I am really appreciative of his style of coaching. Uh, Not everyone's into it. It's really hard. Uh, I pretty much got my ass kicked completely every single time I trained with him. Uh, it would be, like, two hours of heavy, intense cardio and two hours of heavy bumping. You'd just be, like, running ropes, jumping, leapfrogs, and bumping the whole entire time. And I would just barely be able to walk every time I left his class, and, uh, you know, I, I like that. I am a masochist and I, uh, you know, always push myself super hard, and you know, I was like, okay, this is pro wrestling, this is what it should be, you know. I can barely walk now, but uh, yeah, it was great. Um, so, I uh, you know, true Drew, true is awesome. Um, I, I miss training with him actually, but uh, it's cool that I had that experience, especially early on, because then you know you, you know, no right away how hard it's going to be so i'm going to say
0: this to you first and foremost i didn't mean to laugh there but i'm just like as soon as you say yeah you know i can't walk but yeah i'm I'm sorry (laughs) but yeah i like that i like that interpretation because that's what wrestling is you're sore you get the old rope burned you know you can't walk and you know it you get the dog shit kicked out of you to put it bluntly but it's like it's worth it in the end you got the you have the wounds and the scars of war pretty much Yep,
1: there's definitely a lot of
0: that. <laughs> okay.
2: There's definitely a lot
0: of that. I just wanted to say, I, did, I like. I'm trying not to laugh, there I'm like, I gotta appreciate that answer because that was very one honest. I gotta say, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, now with you, I'm gonna tell you something. I straight up like you because I, I like your passion, I like your work overall. So I'm gonna tell you right now, I have a final couple final topics I want to discuss with you, but I'm gonna make the overture towards you, Miss Vita Von Star. Anytime you want to come on back on the show, you're more than welcome.
2: Thank you.
1: I really
0: appreciate that. Uh, you're very welcome. You're friggin', you know, I can't walk, but yeah, I mean, just uh, that was, <laughs> that's a great answer. But.
1: Totally normal. That's how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, minus the fact that you're making me laugh and you're being brutally honest with, with how, you, how you do, because it's how you do, Miss Vita Von Star Circus aspects, you know, just the whole night. I love the character. Uh, I want to talk to you first and foremost, because she didn't put this on Twitter, and we're going to talk about this, because you and I talked about this off air. Gemma Cross is going to be debuting for Lingerie Fighting Championship very, very soon. So I got to say this to you because I do the podcast. It's called Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the LFC podcast. It's a podcast about LFC fighters accentuating the beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements, and of women all in all. And I'll tell you this, and I think you'll enjoy this. So I got this name because this is a little personal stuff and why I appreciate and why I also enjoy interviewing a lot of women because growing up, my mother was a big influence on me And I'll be honest with you When I was a kid I don't mean to get too personal on this But this is a true story But my parents were separated My dad is still in my life He's a great He's a great man Work. He's a hard ass And he works his ass off Same with my parents I was very lucky to have Those type of parents right But most of my life My mom was a big influence I mean I lived with her uh, My aunt God rest her soul And my grandmother Was a big influence on me God rest her soul So I always around, was around women And I've always appreciated women For the women That you know The work of art that women are The beauty strength and dominance So that's how I came up with that So I just wanted to Put the women over in general Because I'm very big on that
1: I appreciate that um, I'm all about it And uh, you know it's only, It can only be a positive thing And uh, you know Coming from a circus background And Coming from a wrestling background now You know I'm always surrounded by These strong powerful women um, So uh, It's cool And you know I don't think that everyone necessarily gets to be exposed to how strong women can be, uh, but we are. There's a lot of badass women out there that kick a lot of ass and, you know, they can kick your ass and get, you know, thrown down. Like, there's, I have tons of women around me that I, I know, if, you know, shit went down and we were in, like, a street fight. They would have my back and, you know, we'd be fine We'd come out on
2: top. Um, so, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of badass women out there, so I appreciate that aspect of it.
0: Uh, no problem. I mean, I look at it like this, alright. My mother is four foot eleven. My mom is not the tallest woman in the world, but I'm scared, all right, because my mother is probably, for someone who's four foot eleven. she's probably one of the toughest people that I know. She's got a lot of spunk and she's got a lot of drive. That's why I always appreciate it, and I love my mother so much. So I look at it from that aspect as well, because there's a lot of tough ladies, no matter the size or what have you, and I think that's the thing in this world, too, and I, I know we're going a lot, we're bouncing around with this, but look at it in everyday life, right, and correlate this with because yeah, I think you can attest to this we have a lot of women out there that people, you know, we, we fat shame people and people, that's got to stop because we have a lot of beautiful women no matter the, you know, the st- whatever the look the strength, the size, what have you whether it be modeling, plus size modeling, what have you there's a lot of beautiful women out there so appreciate them for what they are, you know what I'm saying so I think that aspect has to, has to stop if, if you know what I'm saying Absolutely, uh, I actually think that's one of the great things about wrestling too yep. is that There are so many
1: body types, and they are all beautiful and strong in their own ways. Um, So, you know, I don't think you always see that in other sports disciplines, you know, where, you know, runners normally have like a certain body type or whatever, you know, what have you. But uh, in wrestling, it really runs the gamut, and I think it's cool. You know, it's, you know,
0: more diversity is always going to be better. You know, so it's great. What I also wanted to ask you about is because I'm curious because I see um, Sizzling Stan Styles, who's a very talented competitor. He does his own intergender bonanza, right? And I've seen like the come up with intergender wrestling, whether it be in Mexico, you know, Lucha Underground or what have you. You've a little bit with the Mixed Match Challenge and Knockouts recently and in Impact with Scarlett Bordeaux and now Tesla Blanchard. So I gotta ask you because as a watching, you know, old school wrestling tapes, you know, Andy Kaufman, the intergender champion of the world, Jerry Lawler, you know, you want to wrestle me, man? Memphis Tennessee, Dur, being that great antagonist to Jerry Lawler's protagonist at the isle driver and the coffee throwing him on david letterman i gotta ask you because it was kind of like a comedy aspect back in the 80s what do you think about the rise of what intergender wrestling is done for wrestling i love it uh personally i i think it's great you know again
1: i think just like diversity and training with all different people male or female is going to be a positive thing um you know being a female, you know, you're kind of, you know, usually in the minority in, in most training situations. So, you know, I've learned a lot from training with men and wrestling with men. Uh, you know, they can be really good bases. Um, so usually, you know, ha- having a good base, try some cool high-flying stuff is always good. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I think it's only a positive thing. Um, you know, I think that, like booking intergender matches like you know still like should make sense you know but um I think it's only a positive thing and I I love wrestling men I love wrestling women it's not like one or the other for me um you know we're all in the ring to put on a show and you know be as safe as possible so you know I I don't think that you know male or female I, I don't think it's really a thing too much you know i don't think it matters as far as like oh it should only be done this way or should it should only be done this way uh, i think there's tons of you know tons of good matches out there that are intergender and you know i think that's only going to grow as we go along as
0: well and i'm going to say this to you with the addition of aew with all of the wrestling like i'm so excited to see where that goes because you know we got him tnt October first, we got a TV deal with AEW. I think AEW is going to shine. We have a lot of new promotions out there with women, and they showcase the women. I mean, we have a first, and they're breaking down doors. Nyla Rose being the first transgendered wrestler there in their division. Uh, We see, you know, Brandy Rhodes. We see Allie, who was in Impact Wrestling, so we see a lot more with AEW breaking down barriers. So i have got to say that's another plus with the addition of Allie Wrestling. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's going to be amazing. Whatever they do, uh,
1: it's it's exciting. To see that now, um, you know, the, they're only just going to, you know, everything that they have done so far has been incredible. So, you know, I'm sure we just have
0: a lot more to look forward to whatever they do. I got to say this, after talking to you, you've made me smile these these last as we're going on 49 minutes here. you made me smile, and I got to appreciate that for you because I can tell you're very driven and you're very determined. And I'm, Before we even get to our last final questions here, and I'll have you promote the social media or events, I'm going to say this to you, Miss Vita Star. I truly wish you nothing but continued success and happiness always because I really want to see you just continue to shine. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome, and I'll be honest with you. This goes to everybody because here's the thing. Like I mentioned, I'll put this as an example, and I'm going to tie you into this because here's what we do with these podcasts: we give people the platform to tell their stories, and we're also look to do the two IE e, and that's inspire and encourage. So let me let me let me say this to you because I mean this, and I have to get this off my chest. So as a kid growing up, watching like like we mentioned, Brian Myers and Brett Matthews, they used to came out to Backstreet Boys. It's got to be You, track four of the Millennium album. How you doing? Ninety nine two thousand pop right there. There we go. So we get those guys. They're coming out. They're doing the thing. New York wrestling. Connection. look at them now raw tag team champions Kurt Hawkins Zach Ryder they made it to WWE during the tenure of the major brothers as well so look at it like this some girl is going to go to an indie show whatever it be whether it be rise whether it be a spire pro super crazy pro wrestling worldwide dojo what have you Someone's going to be looking at you. Say, hey, I, do, I dig this circus chick. Little psycho circus. Bring me to that psycho circus. I want to go to the psycho circus. We're not talking about the psychosocial like Slipknot. We're talking about the psycho circus. <laughs> I want to go to that. It sounds like fun. And somebody wants to be like you, Ms. Vita Von Star. So you're inspiring and encouraging young girls as well. Thank you. Uh, I think that is really important. I think that's definitely a part of what we do
1: as pro wrestlers and as performers. And I think... Uh, it's part of the duty, in a way, to, you know, especially for girls, you know, like, give girls, like, something to look forward to. And, like, you know, maybe there is a little girl
2: out there who, like, wouldn't have,
1: like, been encouraged to, like, be a badass and to be strong and tough. And then, you know, sees Vita Von Starr, sees another pro wrestler, you know, another female pro wrestler, and is like, okay, like, I can do this, you know, and that can have, like... A really big impression on a kid you know like growing up and you know I think as performers that's you know definitely I feel like something that I always need to give back and you know give kids that or women that or you know like you know people who never thought that they could do certain things and then you know they, they see women up there kicking ass and you know, gives them the inspiration and the impetus to try something that maybe they never tried before, you know, whether it's pro wrestling or some other art form, you know, uh, you know, definitely I feel that part of my responsibility as performer is to
0: give back in that way. And I guess the follow-up to that, because I think you said that beautifully, but I also wanted to add, because, you know, like we talk about inspiring and encouraging, whether it be going to a show or listening to an audio forum like we're doing today with this podcast. Uh, do you have any advice for any young girls that want to get into pro wrestling and be like Vita Von Star? You know, whether it be because there's a lot of schools out there to go to just in general. If you have any words, because I always like asking this as well, what words would you give them?
1: I would say you can do whatever you want, and uh, don't let the negative people bring you down. There's always going to be negativity. There's always going to be BS that's going to try and tear you down, but be as strong as you can be and be the best version of yourself. You can be whatever
2: that is. You can do it. Just keep going. Whew.
0: See, I felt that too, just listening to you. It's like I said, very inspiring, very encouraging, and very beautifully said, Miss Vita Von Starr. Now, Ms. Vita Von Star, this is where I step back Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let everybody know where they can find you and promote any upcoming events as well. The floor is yours. Um,
1: my Instagram is VitaVonStar, uh, V-I-T-A-V-O-N-S-T-A-R-R. I'm on Twitter as v Von Star. And
2: if you want to follow my circus stuff, It's under
1: Shannon Lee Sexton,
0: S-H-A-N-N-O-N-L-E-I-G-H-S-E-X-T-O-N. Beautifully said all the links will be in the description to your Shannon Sexton page as well as the Vita Von Star page okay sidebar here for a second and I'm, this will probably crack you up as well because Edge the, the great Edge Hall of Famer you think you know me you know Metalingus on this day I see clearly now do you know what one of Edge's early ring names was before he was Edge when he was working on the 80s do you know what one of his names was no Sexton Hardcastle so that's that's why I laughed when you said Sexton I did not know that Sexton Hardcastle man <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's all the names you get, but hey, Vita Von Star, I'm going to say this to you. I just had to mention that because as soon as you said sex, I'm like, sex, the hardcastle edge, that's what he came. You know what it is? You also have to make it like this because I look at you with the circus thing I dig because growing up as a kid, I'm sure you, you remember this name, 2008. I'm a big fan of him. He's a great wrestler, but Kazarni. And because Arnie could have done a lot of worry work with WWE But they gave him the Carney gimmick, you know, circus But with you, I think you're doing the great adaptation with that As far as your circus stuff Because you added a lot of elements to it Psycho circus, like we mentioned So I gotta say, I always dug the circus elements to it So again, much love to you on that front
1: Thank you, yeah, I love it I mean, it's it's a show, you know Pro wrestling is, is a show, circus is a show So I feel like it's a natural tie-in
2: Alright,
0: and see, so, you now this is the New York in me Because we're talking about Northeast We mentioned Philly, New Jersey, alright I'm going to tell you this, because I've been saving this for the end. Now, being a circus, dude, Circus Olay, the whole nine, just whatever circus. I always thought circuses was cool. But God dang, every time they would come to town, the commercial, the Big Apple Circus, it's your circus. The Apple is back in town. Every time that damn commercial would come on, the Big Apple Circus is your circus. The Apple is back in town. I'm like, hell, God damn, I want to go to the Big Apple Circus. So they're, they're inspiring me with that. You talk about inspiring and encouraging, encouraging. I want to go to the Big Apple Circus. So that's what I remember as a kid.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, apple... it's fun for all ages. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I gotta say this to you. Um again I'm gonna give you more final words. Do you have any final words for your fans, Ms. Vita Von Star? They've been, been supporting you since day one. Go right ahead.
1: Um, just wanna say thank you. Uh you know, I'm still, you know,
2: really getting started as Vita Von Star and you know there's a lot of work to be
1: done and I'm just really excited about what the future holds, um just how everything will develop and seeing where it goes. Um, And, you know, you can't do any of that alone, so, you know, having the support of my trainers, having the support of my student body, having the support of fans uh, is all extremely necessary, and I appreciate everything, you know, that, that people have done to help me move forward, so, you know, thank you, and I hope to see you all soon.
0: Four. Vita Von Star, welcome to the show because folks, you're in for a treat. Please follow her. I say this, please follow her because she's awesome at what she does and I think you're going to be in there for a hell of a show. Hell of a treat. So from Miss Vita Von Star, my name is Mike Larkin. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the LFC Podcast. Guys, Vita Von Starr. Hope to see her LFC in the future. She's a great talent. Her links to her social media will be in the description below this audio. laundryFC.com LFC MMA, Lingerie FC, at SM Show 1, MCL 92, Larkin underscore 92. The links to this podcast on many platforms will be in the description below this audio. We're everywhere, we're here, there, everywhere. My goodness gracious, it is always a pleasure doing the show for each and every one of you. Like I mentioned, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and happy holidays, everybody. So, Miss Vita von Star, I must say thank you once more for your time and thank you for coming on to the LFC podcast. Bada bing bada boom, here we go. So, Miss Vita von Star, boom. On the mic with Mike, and I will say to you, Vita
2: Star, Vita, you are appreciated. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me.